Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wildly, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we talk about the threesomes we've had, want to have, or would never have in an effort to practice talking about sex so that we can have more of it and make the world a sexier, more creative place to be. Our guest today is a heteroflexible black cis male. He's a kinky verbal dominant who's into race play, water sports, giving and receiving pleasure, a window washer from Lincoln, Nebraska. Welcome, Dino. Thank you for having me. Let's start off with a little rapid fire. If you had to rate yourself on a sexual shameometer with one being shameless and 10 being the most full of shame, where do you fall today? I believe that I'm around a seven where I still have shame, yes. Okay. What is your sex life like right now? It's a little uh, complicated. Okay. (laughs) When do you first remember hearing about sex? Uh, Very early, around five years old, six years old. Do you remember how your little kid brain made sense out of it? Yes. I, I viewed sex as like going to work for adults. You know, it was like on that same parallel. Okay. They leave, they come back. They either were working or having sex, you know. How did your family <laughs> talk about sex? Very openly. It was spoken about. I have a lot of, I lived in a, a large house with a lot of extended family, cousins and things like that. So I was getting a lot of that information, wrong information from older cousins speculating and regurgitating whatever they heard as well. Did you get an official sex talk? Yes, with the doll. So my mom had a uh, stuffed animal, I mean, a stuffed person uh-huh. <laughs> with clothes yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. It had clothes on and everything. And it was a stuffed person. And I, I remember it was a black doll which I don't know how she found that. It was a, was a, it was a stuffed doll, a stuffed black boy. And then if you pulled his, his shorts down, he had a penis and everything. Was it like a sewed on penis or was it like drawn on to the fabric? So, sewn on. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and afro and everything. I remember. What do you remember about sex ed in school? I just remember that. I don't know if it happens to you where you're daydreaming or you're not paying attention in class and then something catches and you look up. And so the talk had been happening and I must have not been paying attention. And then when I looked up, it was like well into the talk. And I was like, what? What is going on? You know, and it was like, you don't remember you. You had the permission slip filled out and your parents agreed that you were going to be a part of the talk. I was like, is that what this is? Because any kid that didn't get the permission slip, was asked to leave class. They were actually removed from class. What, if anything, did you learn about consent as a child? Oh, well, because my family is very matriarchal, no means no, and things like that were stressed very, very much in my family okay. because it came from a very feminine dominant point of view. Not a lot of men in my family. So those things were expressed very, very clearly. Consent was a, a big thing. And it, it almost went the wrong way with me because if you were unsure in any kind of way, I was just uninterested at all. Right. So it was pressure on the woman, unfortunately, because it went so extreme one way that I became disinterested and moved on very quickly if you weren't sure at all. And it still prevails to this day. Like, like extreme flirting or very, very unsure, or very shy. 
it just doesn't work for me. I'm the same way. I'm like, you don't seem, I don't want to walk into a problem. And then you're going to be the person that changes your mind and then gets mad at me later for a decision you made. And I was checking in and I don't, I don't know. Yeah. When, I, when all she, when all that person's doing is just trying to warm up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. So. Okay. When did you start touching yourself? Uh, very early. Very early. I want to say about fourth grade. So that's what about eight or nine. It wasn't, there was no end goal. It was like a, more of like a massage. I didn't know that there was something else. Like, you know how, like, when you just massage your back, it just feels good. What if somebody told you that if you massage your back long enough... <laughs> Fireworks would happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you started touching yourself, how does it compare to how you touch yourself now? Can you give us a little masturbation arc? Absolutely. This is where it becomes, like, embarrassing, obviously. So my masturbation would happen in a tub and I would just make a vagina out of my towel. <laughs> Wait, like a dry towel? A wet washcloth? No, no, wet, a wet towel. Oh, a wet bath time was me time. And once again, I didn't do it for an end goal. I'd just do it for a while and then continue to play in the tub. <laughs> now it's weird. And I love that I'm being honest here. It's it's very weird. I, I often use my sock Don't because I, the cleanliness of it. I, it's a, a repository. You know, I don't I don't have to. I don't know how you guys do it, but with me, there's a cleanup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I'll whip a sock off real quick and get after it. Okay, so I'm breaking my own rule because I just want to know details, and I'm afraid I'll forget to ask. No, no, that's fine. Is your hand outside the sock or is it underneath and then you like the tip is in the like what what are the sock logistics? <laughs> My hand is outside of the sock. Okay. And I just, you know, run through the hard drive of hits. Yeah. Of some of the memories that I have. Like I've I've had sex and in my mind go, I'm definitely gonna jack off to this. Awesome. This is what's happening right now is worth you know, visiting in my spare time. It's like hitting the record button in your brain. And I'll tell my partner that, like, this is, I'm going to jack off, like, as it's happening. That's so hot. Oh, yes. What are the most sensitive parts of your penis? Well, the head of my penis is the most sensitive. I cannot receive fellatio in the 69 position because it's too, when the person's tongue mm-hmm. is on the other side, yeah. it's too sensitive. I'll try yeah. and I'll and I'll just hang in there for as long as I can, but I can't. You know, on the underside and not the head. Can you describe the type of sensitive? Like is it gonna make you come sensitive or is it like ouchy? It's almost it's almost ouchy. I'm not gonna come. Okay. I think that's the type of sensitivity that my clit has when it's like, this is too much, it's so much I can't. Yeah. If a person's head is hanging off of the bed when they're laying on their back and they want you to fuck their mouth that way, I can't handle it for very long. I'll do it because I'm a giver, but I can't handle it very long. One more follow-up question on that. Does that include throat fucking, like deep throating? Have you experienced that? Of course. But it's if we're both oriented the same way, it's fine. What are a couple of your biggest turn-ons? Voice. That's one of the reasons I actually enjoy your podcast. Your voice is uh, agreeable. I'm very, what is it called? What, 
you know, those people who are audio sensitive, mm-hmm. voice is everything. Even if you're talking about the most mundane things, uh, a high pitched voice or a scratchy voice, I just, or in laugh. If you have like that chortle or that snort, that's hard for me. And I know that I'm being very, very mean to all millions of people, but. Yeah, yeah, I I've been known to snort. It's okay. Bad laugh. Oh. <laughs> so a good laugh. Good voice. Yeah, minds are, you know, mental. The way a person looks isn't uh, as high on my meter at all. When did you start touching other people? And what's the first consensual sexual experience that you remember? Very young. Very young. Like I said, around five or six. And it was a neighbor. And, you know, we did the whole mommy, daddy you know, and it was very innocent, very, you know, natural. Now that I see other people's lives, yeah, it was it was our little playtime together. <laughs> How do you define the sexual bases, and when in your life did you get to each one? So, I got to home base pretty fast. Okay, <laughs> but uh, first base is kissing, you know, contact, you know, unusual contact. I say second base is your hands, a lot of fingering, a lot of touching, you know. And I say third base is where it gets, you know, kind of foggy, right? Just both people being undressed in a room by themselves, something like that, I think. You know, and then, you know, home base is uh, all the way, I guess, would be penetration. Got it. Where do you put oral on there? Uh, Third base. Okay. I say third base is oral. I know that some people are like, no, third, the oral's like first base, you know. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. it's such an arbitrary question. I kind of want to right. find another way to even talk about it, but it's like, it's so right. interesting. If what... I'm establishing the rules, yes. Yeah, I just think it's so, it's like a good kind of general baseline, I think. I don't know. Um, oh, I forgot to ask this in order. Oops. Any other turnoffs? Uh, body odor. Not hair. I love hair. I love the natural body. But, you know, I try to present my my best self to the person I'm with. And, you know, it's disappointing if they decided to not do the same. Do different people smell different to you? And does that affect your attraction level? Of course, yes. Okay. Uh, I love to smell the base person. It's my it's my favorite. Uh, there was times where I've been in like a public place and smelled a, a scent. And which reminded me of someone years ago. Yes. And you just like there's times where you just want to go, what was that perfume you yes. used to? But don't what you think it's that? also like the way it mixes with the person? Uh-huh. Because it's like it's different from squirting it on the paper at the store, because uh-huh. I've done that before. I was yeah. like <laughs> you, you meet your girlfriend at first period in school and then after school when you walk home, she smells the same but different. Right. Yeah. What do you need in order to come? Nothing. I don't need it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need anything. I can, you know, I can get it on my own. I'm very in tune with my body, I guess. I don't need anything. It could be a rainstorm. (laughs) (laughs) When did you start to understand and or label your own sexuality? It's still happening. I'm still evolving. 
Um, there's a lot of things that maybe I enjoyed then that I don't I absolutely don't even enjoy now. So yeah, it definitely is involving. And I, I enjoy the ride. I enjoy, I guess as, as men, the older we get, the gayer we get. <laughs> I love that. Why do you think that is for you? Because it just built up in the beginning. Yeah. It's just, you know, the line is so hard, like, and then later, you're like, yeah, you, you want to lick my asshole? That's fine. Do you feel like it also yeah. has to do with, like, curiosity and new horizons? Because I'm just like... Of course. Yeah. What? Old men. I'm an old man now. I mean, you know, the, the, you just start to get gay. For, Wait, for how some. old are you? I'm 40s. I'm in okay. my late 40s. Late 40s. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How do you talk about sex with partners ahead of time, if at all? I have to. I have to. You know... I don't want to be guessing on the job. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to guess on the job. I want, I want you to enjoy yourself as much as, because I know I'm going to enjoy myself. Yeah. So let me know what, how it's going to work for you. What, what do you like? What do you don't like? I, it's very important that I, we get a little bit of it, at least a little bit of it out the way. And I try to be tactful and yeah. suave with it and still get the answers, you know? How do you usually initiate it? I try to make uh, women very comfortable by uh, asking what do they do in their own personal time, private time? How do they relax? You know, I think that you get the most out of people when you ask and you let them speak. Yeah. Does talking about sex with other people and potential partners feel easy or hard? Why? It's very easy for me because I believe it's essential just like talking about what their favorite recipes are. What's your, what's your favorite you know, ice cream and what's your favorite sexual position, I think is just as natural. Can you tell us a little bit about the health and safety conversations that you have with partners before you have sex with them? So unfortunately, I have not been very safety conscious into my past, mm -hmm. which I definitely regret. Luckily, and by the by the grace of a higher power, I was I've never been crippled with anything that would prevent me from engaging in unprotected sex but now it's definitely a much easier thing i am a proponent of saying okay and I, if it's okay i'll just use you as an example mm -hmm. if let's say we're, we're we're getting a little bit more comfortable a little bit more regular yeah. i'll definitely go hey i'm thinking maybe we go down get tested uh continue to use condoms for the two weeks or so until the results come back i'll go ahead and cut off any partners that I'm not using protection with because if we're going to use protection, I can have sex with whoever I want, yeah. in my opinion, mm -hmm. protected wise. But if you and I want to make this thing a little bit more exclusive, a little bit more enjoyable, a little bit more free, how about you and I going down to the health department? I'll show you mine. You show me yours. And we work, we work through it, you know, that way. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I also just want to note your manner is so easy like it's so easeful and i think it's just so helpful to hear oh thank you <laughs> yeah thank you are you into sexting yes but i am into proper punctuation as well yes. my semicolon <laughs> always helps <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. i'm not into shorthand yeah it, with the sexting part I think we should be a little bit more clear. 
I'm on your side there, and I'm curious about the word come. How do you spell it when you're sexting? Oh, I, 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 I spell it with the C-U-M. I okay. don't use an emoji. I'm not an emoji guy. I'm not a picture guy. Okay. I, I am. I, I have, do so many emojis. <laughs> I have actually went on a sexting date with someone. That's awesome. Pin in that, we're going to hear that story. You said you're not that into pictures. Does that include nudes? What about receiving? No, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an adult now. I'm not taking pictures of my body anymore, so. <laughs> I have no idea what that has to do with being an adult or not, but okay. I'm, I'm too old to be. You, you're still sending pictures of your dick to random women. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but what if some of us are asking for dick pics? <laughs> Your face is so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm just not interested. You can send me whatever you like. I'll send you pictures of me. Yeah. Okay. I'll reveal what I, I'm, I'm a 6'3", you know, two, 260. This is exactly how I look, you know. I mean, I'll show it to you. I'll show you my whole body. I have no shame, but send naked pictures is just ridiculous to me. <laughs> <laughs> what porn do you like? My porn addiction is is out of control. Okay. Me and my friends, we, we laugh about it all the time. We even look at each other's history. Like, what are you watching? Like, we're hilarious. Do you send we, it to each other? Pretty, How do you look at it? We, we both have, like, an online account, like a Pornhub account. Yeah. And you can just scroll through your history. Like, okay. this, we call it boxing. We, we call, Why is it called boxing? Bo- I don't get it. Because we got kids. Oh. So we'll be talking about it in front of the kids, you know. So you're like, he's like, I'm about to, I'm about to go smoke this joint and watch boxing. <laughs> what sex toys do you have? I have none. I don't own any sex toys. Okay. No. Yeah, I know how to make them. Yeah, I know how to make a, a perfectly functional vagina out of a latex glove. <laughs> get get out of it. Get get to town on it. <laughs> Give us a little overview of your kinks and how you discovered them. Oh, so my first kink, without a doubt, is just verbal talking, you know, role playing, and that it just it's the best. You know, I'm very I'm very auditory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Audiophile, that's the word. I'm an audiophile. Oh yeah, okay. So just talking our way through it. That's probably my. The one that I like, role play, verbal play. I'm really into the race play because of that mm-hmm. scenario. And, you know, in the, in the most childish and meanest manner, you know, like with you, I would give you some weird white woman name. And Do you want to try it? I'm inviting you to if you want to give us an example uh, for, for the sake of explicitness and clarity uh, uh, and just people that have no idea. Yeah, of course. I'd be like... Uh, Hey, Miss Lee, you want to see this nigga dick? This big, veiny nigga dick? What you think about that? And, you know, you want some of these nigga kids? How do you bring this up with people? Are white people very awkward about it? Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Of course. And, and, you know, it's just establishing it. Like, like, like what you just said. Let me hear. Let me hear what you're saying. That's how, I, and, and that's as natural as it goes. And if you're uncomfortable with it, by all means, we can play doctor then. 
I'm not hung up on it. You know, I have a, I have a sore groin. If you want to take a look at that, Dr. Lee. <laughs> In your kink experiences, what do you need to feel safe? The safe words, yellow, red, green. You know, just I think those three, I think those are my safe words. They've always been my safe words. Yeah. You know, because yellow doesn't come up in any type of uh, regular conversation. And, you know, it, as long as you're, like, I enjoy it more if you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll take on your kink and find enjoyment from it if this is what you like. Yeah. Does you it know? feel like a mutual collaboration? Because I feel like I've tried things that on paper are, like, the same kink, but with different people, it's, like, can be a different yeah. experience. Right. Like a woman has told me, like, yeah, you can call me names. Just please don't call me bitch. Mm. Fine. I got There's plenty of other degrading, sexy names for you. We don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to be black or white like that. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Are you into group sex, threesomes, moresomes, stuff like that? Absolutely, yes. And I, I've had it and I thought it was fantastic. Like, oh, my God. Do you have any sex parties, sex clubs, swingers club experiences? Okay. Yes, I have. I find that women are the gateway to that. As a man, you're invited. A woman brings you in. So I I remember this one young lady. It was very interesting because I saw that that's what she was doing. She was seeing how much stamina I had, how long I could go. I knew, like, it was something about it that kind of showed me that that's what she was doing. And when she was satisfied that that's what I could do, she was like, hey, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. I met her and she they had two really weird names, but they were the same person. You know, how like on Facebook, they'll show you, hey, there's someone with like the is obviously a very unique name. If you were to meet somebody on Facebook, you would instantly be friends with them because of how unusual the name is. She had found a young lady in the same neighborhood or town. With her very strange name, yeah, they had become intimate, and she brought me in, you know, into a threesome, and it was phenomenal. These two young ladies were disgusting. Oh, and, and, oh they were disgusting, and I loved every goddamn minute of it. Oh my god, I'm so excited to hear details. Okay, do you have sex dreams? Yes, when I don't, when I don't jack off, when I don't masturbate, they become more and more intense. Do you orgasm in the dream? I have. It's been a while since I, obviously, because I will masturbate eventually. But yes, I have. I have had, you know, ejaculation in my sleep. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Because I come a lot. Yeah. Like I got. I I come. I have volume of cum. So I I just get it out the way. Like I'll do it as a utilitarian purpose Mm -hmm. because I could feel it. You know. Yeah. You got to like clear the pipes, clear the energy, like reset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a little overview of your sexual fantasy life? Yeah, absolutely. In my fantasy life, I am the same man to multiple women or multiple partners. Mm. I'd love to just do that as the, the planets revolve around the sun. I would love in my fantasy life, I would love to be individual to multiple people yeah. in their own solar system mm. their own their own orbit yeah would you ever want that to coalesce in a worshiping of you 
No, 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 no. I'd like it to be separate. I like each one to have their own orbit. Cool. You know, uh, let's say Mercury is around much more than Pluto is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I am just as regular to Pluto, if not infrequent. Yeah. What makes you feel desired or appreciated sexually? Oh, I'm a puppy. You have to celebrate every time I go on the pee pad. You have to make <laughs> I'm a big, stupid pup, you know? I have to, every time I do something good, it needs to be celebrated. We need to make a big deal. Yeah. That's why. Oh, <laughs> I love that you know that. Like positive affirmation. Yeah. I love it. What feels the most difficult when it comes to navigating your own sex life? I'm very self-conscious about race and the barriers that come with it. And, you know, those lines of, you know, body positivity, things like that. So I think that would be where it becomes the most uncomfortable, the initial contact. Any, like, I, I, I honestly think that once two people are familiar with each other, then everything else naturally will flow. But it's just that that first barrier the very first barrier, you know, you might walk past a phenomenal partner that you wouldn't otherwise even speak to because you guys never can get past that first barrier. Yeah. What feels the easiest about your sex life? Speaking. Mm. Speaking. Yeah. I try my best to say the thing that I feel to the person that I care about. Yeah. You know, this is, I would love to do this. Hey, the last time was phenomenal, and I can't wait to do exactly that same thing again, or whatever that is. Beautiful. Okay, that's the end of our semi-rapid fire. Let's go fill in details. Let's start, okay, let's go sexting date, group sex details, and then we'll go back to your younger years and fill in the rest. How does that sound? That's fine with me. I was on a chat room for a radio program that I enjoyed. And it was a chat room for the fans of the radio program. So as we're all listening to the program, we're just communicating back and forth. And I found a very deep connection or or, a very sexy connection with a listener of the program. And so after the program was over, we were still chatting. And I was like, hey, I would love to go on a date with you right now. And I just initiated it. And I just Clip art found a picture of a car outside of a house. And I go, hey, I'm waiting on you to come out. Oh, my gosh. And then she she immediately caught what I was doing. And she found a picture of a, of a woman coming out of a door. And then I went, found a picture of someone holding the door open. And we did that. Boom, boom, boom. Where did boom. you get that idea? It, it just came so organically. Just Google image everything so you just combing through google images and they're talking we're talking we're typing but we're combing through google images the whole time and i was like you know this is what i would order at the restaurant this is you know we picked a restaurant i looked through the menu of the restaurant the whole night oh my gosh so did it get dirtier increasingly dirtier was it a very was it a polite first date it was it was a disgusting, filthy first date, which I love. <laughs> because how long do you think it'll take, Miss Lee, before it gets crazy? I don't know. 
know. I was thinking about that. Like maybe 10 exchanges. How many pictures? Like how long would I right. take? Right? Right. We went bowling. <laughs> you know, because we're still, we're still, you know. Getting to know each other. We went bowling. I asked her if I could come up, show the, the house again, and the whole night. That's amazing. Have you done anything yeah, like she, that since? No, she was the only one. She was the only one because she caught it in me. Not like you don't want to explain it. Like the fantasy is a little bit better if I don't have to explain it all to you. I don't want to have to hold your hand. Yeah, this is this is the number one reason that I struggle for as much sexual energy and desire as I have. I actually mm-hmm. have a lot of confusion points because and, and I'll like second guess myself about what people mean and not just second guess myself, I will interpret things wrong half the time. And so I'm like on a different page. And so I really struggle with implicit communication, but that's why I love hearing other people's stories because I'm like, sometimes I would catch on. Sometimes I would be the person that would catch on and you find that person you speak the same language with. And then sometimes I'm just like, am I on Mars? Like what's happening here? (laughs) Did you and she continue your connection afterward? No, it was just that one date. And then, uh, you know, we just was cool after that, you know, and I would always be cordial and and everything. But it just she never indicated that she wanted to do it again. So I just said, hey, how you doing? And she's like, oh, oh, my God, it's good to see you on this chat room again. OK, can you now fill us in on the details of this hot threesome with the two lovely oh. ladies with the weird name that was the same? It was the best. It was the best. So what was happening? Like I said, I was I was with her. And we were going at it as many times as we could. You know, she tried to get me back hard again. It would work because she was fucking just smoking. And so after a while, one day she said, hey, uh, I think you could you could be with two two girls. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. And she was like, I have the perfect girl. And so we went to that girl's house and it was like a dude in the house. Oh, and I was just like, "What is this?" And, and she's like, "He he just hangs out. He won't leave. You got to get rid of him." And I was like, "Oh, okay, no problem. I'll, I'll get rid of him. I don't know why there's <laughs> a dude in your house, but yeah, I'll, I'll get rid of him." And I was like, "Hey, man, what, what's going on?" And she's like, "He was like, oh, I'm just waiting to get picked up, and uh, I'm waiting on my ride." And I was like, "Well, I, I need to speak to." To the two of them privately, I'm gonna need you to step out while I speak. And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And I guess he assumed that it was gonna be very brief, and he was able to come back in. And I was like, "No, no, grab, grab, grab all your stuff, you know, because I don't want anything, you know, while I'm in here, I don't want any, anything said that was missing." He was like, "Oh, oh, sure, I can understand that." So he grabbed his bag, and I let him out the house. I put him out, and I shut the door and locked it, and that was it. And she was like, thank you, because he wasn't going to leave. I guess he liked her. And so we got in there. And when I tell you, because they were very familiar, it, the best is when they, the two women, in my case, yeah. the best is when the two women are already previously familiar with each other. Mm. That's awesome. So I'll just, I'll just find where I fit. Yeah, that was my, that, okay, that's always my threesome question, because you have some Dom energy, but. How do you figure that out? Who runs it? Do you just feel into it? I, I feel like I run it. Yeah. I feel like I definitely run it eventually, but okay. I, I let it become, 
I let it go. You know, I'll I just tell her, you know, hey, uh, take her clothes off. I think she has. Hey, do you agree with me that she has too many clothes on? She goes, yes. All right, well, let's, let's go ahead and get her a little more comfortable. You know? Yeah. Just very positive, very slow, very positive energy. But they were, like I said, they were very familiar with each other. And whew, what were some know, of the like, things you guys did? Oh, uh, tell me how dirty. Oh goodness gracious! Like things I would never do up until that point. Like there was things that I'd never done. Like I'd never put my mouth on anyone's asshole. Mm-hmm. How was it? It was fantastic. It was, we all showered together. You know. To get get that just out of the way, the yeah. particulars out of the way. We all clean ourselves up. We got in there, and uh, I just I would do this with her, this with her. We would both agree that she doesn't get it, so if she doesn't get this. She got to just sit and watch while we while I, while she puts my cock as deep down her throat as possible. You know, and just it it was fantastic. There was this there was this one position that they were in, in which they were in a 69 position. And I just, I penetrated the one on the bottom and she sat up and we just kind of held each other in like an A. And oh my goodness. And then, so then I would reach behind her and open her up for the other girl on the bottom to really get access. And it was the best. It was the best. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Do you just make up these configurations as you go, or is it something you learn from watching porn? A little bit of both, for sure. It was just, you know, and I'm able to, and, and when you're able to pick a girl up, especially even if she's, a, like, I love picking up bigger women who wouldn't or, ordinarily be picked up. I'll never get picked up. So rare. I have to be in deep <laughs> distress. I know. <laughs> I love to pick up 
bigger women for sure. That's awesome. Because I know that they're not used to it. Yeah, it's so hot. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you've been picked up with ease because you're a very petite woman. Yeah, I'm not hard to pick up. I'm just tall. And so people don't go for it. And especially not ones that are, you know, approximately my height. Like, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's some psychological thing. (laughs) Yeah. She's fine. She doesn't need holding. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else? That's a really hot visual. What else stands out? uh, I came, I came on the bathroom floor. And one licked it up off the bathroom. Oh my gosh! And spit it in the other one's mouth. And I was like, "You dirty bitches! You guys are fucking filthy!" Oh. And they loved it. And it, I instantly got right back, That's which amazing. never happens. Wow! It turned me on so much, and we just went right back after it. Oh my god! I looked at my uh, playlist. Uh-huh. We fucked for uh, twenty six songs. That's amazing. Yeah. And that was your first threesome? Yeah. I loved it. Oh, my goodness. Any other group sex experiences that are worth mentioning? Yeah, I went to, like, a sex party at a private home, and someone broke the bed. I remember that. Like, I was off to the side, and you just hear, kaboom. (gasps) The bed frame had fell through. But they just kept going. Yeah. You know, that wasn't as enjoyable to me because... You definitely got to make sure that the ratio of men to women are the right ratio. Yeah. Because it gets weird real quick. Yeah. If it's dude heavy. A lot of sausage. <laughs> it's, it's way too much sausage and not enough fish. Unless everyone is hetero flexible or just like willing to explore. I don't know. No, no, no. It, it's the when, when it becomes like that for me. It's just a lot of voyeurism on the on the men's part and not a lot of participation. And that's where it gets weird. Yeah. What was the balance like at that one? Like, how was it for you that night? It was a little more sterile. Okay. Because of the stranger factor, there's a lot of strange yeah, people. That's, uh, did they, was there like an introduction of rules or was, was there anything to like? Uh, if there was, I didn't, we didn't get there. They were already well into it when we got there once again invited by another woman God. which was pretty awesome yeah another thing i'll tell you about that day later on at a job that i was working at i met the daughter of that lady and had sex with the daughter later <laughs> yeah i met her daughter completely by chance coincidentally oh my gosh complimented the daughter because she was gorgeous just being friendly and flirty yeah. Had sex with her, then found out, oh, your mother's the lady. I know your mother. Yeah. That's crazy universe timing. Yeah. I mean, but wow. I could see I could see why her daughter got it honest from the mother. The daughter was was a was a fucking animal. Oh my gosh. Can you tell us a little bit about your heteroflexible side? I don't care who sucks my dick. <laughs> Have you used a glory hole? Yes. That's what I want. I want to use one so bad. I mean, obviously, I won't have a penis through it, but I would suck one through it. But like, where were you? At a bookstore, like a bookstore theater. Yeah, I don't I don't give a damn who who puts their mouth on my penis. That's awesome. That's that's my flexibility. Okay. I love it. When did you decide that or like when when were you like, oh, yeah, I don't care. Or was it always? Well, when I first started going to adult theaters, it was just to 
view porn and jack off. I didn't yeah. know that things happened. I would just shut the door. And one day I went into one that had had it. And I looked and when I looked through the hole, there was an eyeball looking right ah. at me. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Like, I had no clue. So just me and another dude's eyeball, I, I guess a dude, you know. Yeah. And uh, he was like, you know, you want to suck my dick? And I was like, absolutely not. And he was like, well, then I'll suck your dick. And I was like, for real? <laughs> for real? <laughs> so I was like, all right, fine. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what you were watching the first time? Absolutely. Yeah. So in the theaters that I've been to, it's almost always the case that the less vanilla the, the videos are, the higher it goes. So like vanilla is like one through 10 or one through 30. And then as you go higher, that's when it gets Neapolitan. And it was just like, what the fuck is, because like, you know, you and I, we grew up where it wasn't as readily accessible. And you can go inside of a uh, theater at 18. And so, yeah, I was I was watching just like strange German porn and then slid my dick through a hole and had one of the most amazing blowjobs I've ever had. Oh, that's awesome. Can you, do you know what made it amazing or because he could take me all the way. Oh. oh. So that's, it was my first time being deep-throated. Oh, oh, my God. That's so fucking hot and cool. What an experience. Right. Are these theaters where you discovered your, how did you describe it earlier? Your Is this where you began your porn habits? How did you describe them? Oh. <laughs> I, have a, I have a tremendous <laughs> porn habit. I don't know what I said, but yeah, my, you know. No, uh, pornography was always available to me like my uncle lived in the basement of my mom of my grandmother's house mm -hmm. so he had plastered pornography all over the basement mm. and I could only go down there to get my hair cut I remember that because he would cut my hair uh -huh. this is back in the 80s and it was just pornography central because my uncle's not mature enough to have it in a you know, a place for himself. <laughs> just plastered pornography all over my grandmother's basement. Like a weirdo. And Would he ever talk about it? Like, did you... Because you said it was kind of, of like, disgust. Okay, what was that like? Of course. He would just... He, I mean, it's just very juvenile and weird. Like, now, thinking about it now, it's... it's I view it completely differently now. Like, I thought it was so cool back then. <laughs> and he would just point at a picture of a woman, like, you could tell right here. She could tell that she likes to get fucked in the ass. And you're like, oh, I can see that. You know how like people interpret art? This looks like and you're like, I don't see any of that shit. I don't see that. I don't see how this woman looks like she likes it in her ass I'm, at all. Uh, speaking of ass fuckings, we haven't talked about them, except for we talked about tongues and asses. Do you like ass fuckings? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Can you say more? Tell uh, us the details of what you like. I I love I love a woman who knows what she likes already. Yeah. So if, and obviously, you know, body compatibility, if we're compatible. Yeah. And so I've been told no a lot, which is fine. So when I find a woman who says, oh yeah, 
we or yeah, we can try. You know, I, I'm like, okay, great. You know what I'm saying? Or if they, even if they don't say it and they just put it in there, like I, if a woman could just go ahead and yeah, aim it, aim it for. Totally. I'll tell her. You know, you put it where you want it, want it to go. You know. What about people playing with your butthole? Just recently, it became okay. Like, like I said, remember I had a lot of pre-programming with yeah. adults that were not should not be given these types of. Like, I had an uncle that be like, "There's nothing that I want to do with a woman that doesn't require her being in front of me." Mm. So then I just took that as my philosophy, like a weirdo, like a dumbass. Yeah, we absorb stuff though. Yeah, right. Oh. And so, yeah, like I love the weight of a woman's body on my body. Yeah. So I'll lay on my stomach yeah. and she'll lay in a alternate 69 position because I'm laying on my stomach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So her head's to my rear and it's the best. Awesome. Oh, and her, her, her knees are then straddled on the side of my head. <gasps> That's awesome. And I'll angle, I'll push my penis down to where it's now down between my legs. Okay. And my legs are spread. Oh my God. That's, I've never tried, I'm going to have to try that. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then can she also touch your penis? Like, is she like able to fondle you as well? And that's right. Because I've I've angled it down. Great. Oh, I didn't ask you, what are your balls like? Are they sensitive? Like, how do they feel? What what are they like? (laughs) For whatever reason, they're less sensitive now. Okay. Because I'm older now, they hang lower. I noticed when they started to hang lower. Like if, yeah, yeah, my balls hang a lot lower. You're almost to the point of getting wet in a toilet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they hang lower. It feels like I'm making tea. <laughs> <laughs> they call it tea bagging. <laughs> yeah. So now, you know. They're not nearly as sensitive. Like I remember one girl in high school, she sucked on one of my balls and it it was excruciatingly painful. Mm. But now you can you can do it and it doesn't hurt at all anymore. Yeah. yeah. Does it feel good ever? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Now I enjoy it. Okay. It, I I I I feel like it's a good way to prolong the pleasure. You know, if I feel like I'm starting to get on the edge, go ahead and suck on my balls so I can kind of bring myself back. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so good. Have you ever, do you let fingers into your butthole at all? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, now tongue, finger, toy. It doesn't, like, because I'm a man, so yeah. I don't, whatever, everything that you and I do together, I'm still a man. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I want to hear a little bit more about your early programming. What else did you have to like reconfigure? What else, like what arc can you identify? Are there any other things that you had to kind of undo? Absolutely. Uh, Just being in control. There's nothing more manlier than letting a woman be in control or relinquishing control Mm -hmm. and allowing a woman to take control. That was something that, you know, in my younger years, it just was not going to happen. It was going to just be a nice ground and pound. Mm. You know, you mark, get set, go. And if you finish, you finish because I'm going to finish. Wow. So, but now it's different, obviously. I was I was taught by uh, an older woman. It was, uh, the story is that I, I was dating a woman who was uh, a girl, not a woman. A, I was a teenager. I was dating a girl who was overly religious. Mm. 
and loved loved religion. She loved it, and she left to go to I call it Jesus camp. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I saw her mom at Walmart one day while she was still at Jesus camp, and she offered me a ride home because we lived in the same neighborhood. She offered me a ride home, and so I was like, sure, because I was going to catch the bus back home. Yeah. And I got in her car. And she drove past my house. I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, well, that was kind of rude to make me walk back, you know. And she she pulled up in her apartment and she asked me to help her bring all her groceries up. I was like, sure. And like there was a rule at her house that I couldn't go into my girlfriend's bedroom. I could only sit on the couch in the living room, which was fine. It was like my designated place to sit. So I sat on the couch where I normally would sit. We're talking. And she said she went in her bedroom and left the door open. And she, I guess she was like sitting on her bed. And she was still talking to me back and forth. And I would like lean and answer her, make eye contact with her. And when I would do it, she was just getting more and more undressed. And I was just like, holy shit, you know. And she asked me what had I done with her daughter, and I was like, "Fucking nothing," you yeah. know, because it just wasn't. I was wasn't happening. Yeah, we've kissed a little bit before. She was like, "Show me how you kiss." And I was like, "Okay." And that summer, she used me like a chair for the whole summer. Whoa. I didn't come not one time. I went back every single time like a dumbass. And this woman completely used me like a chair, like a fucking beanbag chair. Oh my goodness. And I kept coming back for more and more. And that's how the dominant woman thing I because she knew what she wanted. And and then when her, her daughter came back, we just resumed our relationship. The mama cut me off completely. Oh, my gosh. We had no more contact. And it was just completely boring because I just went back to just basically kissing her. Whoa. And nothing else. Because, you know, and it was just the strangest, weirdest summer of my life. How did that affect the rest of your sexual being? How old it were destroyed. you? You were like a teenager? Yeah, I was like 15. So it destroyed that relationship with her because I am used to some filth at this point. I'm into some crazy shit at this point. And the daughter is not going to, she has no idea about any of it. And the mom's just like, sit on the couch. You can't go back in my daughter's room. I was like, you know, it, it, it just went right back to how it was. And you'd already been with people at this point because you said you started young. Of course. Yeah. And I but I was completely enamored with the daughter before she went to camp. Mm. But now this is not gonna work for me. Yeah. And it's not fair to you, you know. What did you do after that? Like it it sounds like it fell apart. Uh, yeah, we broke up. I moved on to you know, other women and just started to pursue sex instead of just heavy petting. Like, I'm already, you know, I'm already there now, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow. And then I just compared them all to that woman unfairly. Wow. And none of them are this dominant as she was. Like, I didn't come for the whole summer. 
That's wild. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor, and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice, so I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Fleur app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. How did it emotionally make you feel? And were you like jerking off to it or was it just like... Yes, absolutely. I would just go finish off. You know, my mom would be like, where are you at? I was like, oh, I'm just hanging out with my girlfriend. Because my mom didn't know that she wasn't there. She didn't know she, didn't know she was at camp. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That makes sense. Can you say specific, like, were you not allowed to come? Or would she finish before oh, you did? Like, what was the... I was not allowed to come. Like, she was very verbal. Okay. She would go, she'd go are you ready? And I'd go, yeah. Fuck, yeah. Okay. And, and she would... I would I would lay on the bed and she would sit her sit sit her pussy right on my face and just ride my face and come and squirt and fucking piss on me. And she had those those first time I ever seen rubber sheets. And she, you know, and she'd turn her, she'd spin. She wouldn't even get up. She would just spin. Then I'd eat her asshole. And she would smack my dick. I remember that my dick would be fucking rock hard and she would just and I could feel her shift so I knew it was about to happen oh my god and she whacked the motherfucking shit out of my dick do you remember how you felt about it or thought about it at the time because it sounds like you didn't have context for kink no okay I don't know this I don't know that this is yeah like I don't know what this is I just know that I'm coming back again I'm gonna come back I knew her work schedule. I'm sitting there waiting for her car to turn the corner. And I'll jack off later, but I got to And she would, she, she taught me how to control it. You know, she taught me how to only come a little bit. And then I could come again. Like a lot of men don't know that the successful way to continue is not to not come. But it's just to not come all of it. How do you do that? You just, you practice with 
with urination. Okay. You just stop yourself from peeing. Uh-huh. You get a full flow of pee, and you, without your hands, without your hands, control those, contract those muscles like Kegels, and make yourself stop peeing. A man can continue to perform as long as he doesn't come all the way. The body is programmed to come. You're giving yourself a chance to reproduce. The body is programmed to come completely. And all you got to do is not come all the way. Just let some of the steam out. Yeah. How did that experience affect the rest of your sexual life or patterning? My confidence, my confidence was through the roof. Yeah. She would compliment me. Mm. She would do positive affirmations and compliment me and tell me how great I am. And, and I believed everything she was saying. Yeah. And so I go back to school the next summer. I mean, the next, the fall. I'm a machine at this point. Mm. I'm a machine. Women talk anyway. We talk. Men talk. Women talk. You know, I'm a machine. Do you feel like there's anything else about your early experiences, your formative experiences that are worth mentioning or like stand out or kind of shaped you in a larger way? Oh, absolutely. Because of these early inappropriate, completely inappropriate experiences I was having with older women, I always then was checking for older women at a very, very young age. And not all of them would go along with it, but they all acknowledged it. And even if they shut me down, they would acknowledge that they knew what, what I was saying and what I was doing. And I thought that was, I enjoyed that just as much. So I enjoyed my failures just as much as my successes. I kind of because love that. They would acknowledge it. Yeah. They would go, no, there's no way, you're, you're way too young. Yeah. So to me, that meant not yet. Yeah. So it's working. So like it's working. And like my mom's friends, I would flirt with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they would, you know, they would, some would bend, some would give in. Some would actually give in and some wouldn't. And girlfriends, moms, my friends, moms. Your mom was was in danger around me. Like your mom is a constant threat with me. Yeah, <laughs> because this is all I know at the time. Yeah. So, oh God, yeah. How did that evolve the older you got? Like, do you still have a thing for moms now? Yes. Oh, it's my thing. It's my thing. I will pay an older woman a compliment so fast. It's my favorite thing to do is to notice that you change your your nails, notice that you change your hair color, you know, uh, compliment the 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 cut on your ring. Oh, it's my, that's <laughs> I learned I, I learned ring cuts, diamond cuts as a as an icebreaker. I'm like, oh, is that a Marquise? Shut oh, yes. the fuck up. Really? It's it's the best. An older married woman, it's my weakness. Oh, my God. And the more well taken care of she is, the more I'm attracted to it. Like a very well-to-do woman. Yeah. Oh, uh, moth to a flame. Have you ever lured any of them onto your cock? Like, Absolutely. Like in your adult year? Like, yeah? Okay. 
absolutely, absolutely. It's it's worked several times. Now, now it's it's not worked even you know three threefold. Totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it works. I love I love old, older woman. Yeah, it's my favorite. Oh. With a husband and and everything, you know. Does it make a difference to you if the husband knows versus not knows? Like, what are your kind of thoughts Absolutely. on that? Yeah. Absolutely, I'm not interested if he knows. Okay. <laughs> No, I don't want that. You know. Okay, so does it feel like a thrill, or can you describe why? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you just you, I was in a very inappropriate, very inappropriate relationship at a very young age, and it was just so taboo, and you're just chasing that. You know, I'm basically having sex with that lady every time. You know what I'm saying? And so, older woman, I love the. I love the fact that she hasn't had, especially like the ones I like is the ones that aren't like, I don't want a well-fucked older lady who's still getting fucked satisfactory to her mm-hmm. husband. Like, eh, what do you, you don't need me. You know, look, you don't need anything. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't do anything for you, mm-hmm. but an older lady who hasn't had it in a while and doesn't re- realize that she's still very attractive and sexy and just that whole thing and just trying to bring it out of her and, you know, yeah. Oh, and, and and I refuse to let her just lay on her back. No, no, you, we're going to participate. We're going to. Yeah. I love that. You described yourself as someone who likes to please and be pleased, right? Oh, yeah. How do you like figure out what's most pleasurable with each partner? Like, where do you start? I'm, like I said, I'm very verbal. We're, we're talking our way through it. We're making like I'll make a I'll crack a joke in the bedroom. We can laugh and fuck at the same time. I think that that's possible. I just try to find some sort of contact, some sort of communication, keeping in mind what's the no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never forget what the no is. Mm-hmm. Never forget where her limits are. Never forget that part. Okay. Within these confines, what can be done and how it can be done? And you got to tell me what you want. You got to tell me what you want, not instruct me. Yeah. But you do have to tell me. Can you give us an example? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm only going to fuck you with a little bit of my dick until you tell me you want more of it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to put it all in. And I'll, and I'll fuck you with this piece of dick until you ask for more. You know. That's amazing. And, and we'll do, yeah, we'll do that. And I'll go, hey, reach down. This is how much it's not in. Reach down and, and feel what's still outside of your vagina. You tell me how much more you want. And, you know, I love that type of shit. That's I love amazing. all of that. Earlier, you were talking about this dynamic of if someone's not really sure all the way that you can peace yeah. out. Yeah. How does that come into play for you? And does it, is it offset by married women? <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah of course um i just i just you know some like i'll if they, they go oh you're such a nice guy and i love talking to you i go well no i i'm not a nice guy mm. and and i don't want to just talk to you so if that's not okay then it's fine but no i'm not a nice man and i don't want to just simply talk to you i don't want to go on a dinner date with you I want to spend some time with you, but I don't want to spend that time 
on a dinner date yeah. or being friends or reading a book together. Yeah. And, and that's okay, isn't it? I said, I'm still be nice. It doesn't mean that we're not friendly, but this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. What kind of connection do you need before or afterward? Like, can it be all sex for you or like what person feelings? I don't want to be friends with you. You know, so. At all? If that's, no. Got it. No, no. Um, wait, wait. What's the definition? What does that mean to you? Like, what dynamic are you describing when you say, I don't want to be friends with you? I don't want to. Like, help you move? Yeah, no. I yeah, don't want to yeah. help you move. <laughs> I, I'll go help. I'll, I'll pay for some pizza for your movers. Okay. Well, that's, I don't know. That's friendly. <laughs> But like if so, if your if your lover is having a bad day, would you rather they cancel on you or yes. like can you okay yes yeah, yeah. got it hey hey it sounds like you have a lot on your plate maybe this isn't the time for you and I to hang out but definitely when you when you've figured out what you need to figure out with your job or your mom or you know your kids or your car give me a call and you know. That's what I'm here for. I think that is such a gift of clarity because I've had a number of partners where I'm like, hey, I'm having a bad day. I'm a little bit of a mess. So we can reschedule or you can take me as is. And the number of people, I'm going to stop giving that an, as an option because what I've learned over and over again is people will tell you something that's not true because they think they have to to be a good person. So I've had people, you know, come over anyway, and I'm like, oh, I should have just not given them the option. I should have been like, I'm out. So Because they're not really listening. They're not really listening. And because they can't handle me when I'm messy. Like what I've learned over and over is like most people, it's like we got to be ready to go or it doesn't work. (laughs) What needs to be in place for you in your life? Like, are you just always down to fuck or like what needs to be set for you to be like ready to show up to a sex date and go? Yeah, I'm always down to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I am always down to fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to give you a more nuanced answer. No, I don't think we need one. That's a perfect answer. <laughs> <laughs> what sexual highlights or lowlights, like what other stories need to be shared for us to get, you know, a somewhat full picture of your sex life um as far as the low lights you know i was uh sexually abused very early as a as a young child mm-hmm. and it was by an older female cousin whom now thinking back to it she was obviously sexually abused as herself you know yeah. like like you know it's it's a hard truth that a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that hurt people will hurt, in turn hurt people. And I was able to get therapy from mine very early. She, she was caught in the act. She was caught. Okay. And it was dealt with right then and there. She was given help. They then got me help for my problems that I was definitely going to pursue. And it's probably still reason why I like older women, mm-hmm. you know, Sexual trauma is a very strange dynamic where you never know what's going to happen, but something is going to happen. 
So, you know, like with me, older black women, heavy set women, all of those things are undeniably a result of this happening. Any woman who even remotely reminds me of my mother, I'm completely uninterested in. Mm. If you even remind me even a little bit of my mother's hair or the way she dressed or her face or sound of her voice or anything like that, I'm completely uninterested in you. So it's it's I'm sure that some of this stems from some of that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I'm not interested in younger women at all. Mm. I'll, I'll I'll have sex with a younger woman if if it's presented in a very I don't know quick and easy manner. But sure. pursuit, I'm not I'm not even in close to pursuit of a younger woman. It's just weird to me. I I think that young people should be with young people. Mm. I think young boys need to be with young girls. That's, you guys need to figure this out and fumble around and <laughs> make mistakes mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. the two. I'm not interested. Yeah, uh, and that's from the therapy. That's from the yeah. because that's what stopped me from being in turn hurting someone else. My therapy helped me recalibrate and at least understand and not to perpetuate it. And that's what I that's what I draw from it. Do you ever talk with your dude friends about the fact that you've had therapy? Is there mental health stigma in your Absolutely. sphere? Yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. Uh, the, I've been blessed to have. So <laughs> all my friends think I'm their best friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I tell them all the time, man, you got to go get help for your problems. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I say it very, very matter of factly, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You need to go get help. For all your problems. The reason why you do this is because you never got help. And it's very, and I just try to rip the band-aid off. Like, you need to go see someone. I said, black people don't get therapy. And, and we need to. Black people need to go to therapy for their problems. Fuck yeah. I just remember my therapist was very matter-of-fact and very dismissive. And it's what I needed. He was like, of course you're sad. Everyone's sad. Yeah. Get over that. Number one, yes. Like he was, it was the best. My therapy was the best. It was very shocking. It was very abrasive. Mm-hmm. But he must have read me and knew that that's what I needed. Like I didn't need to be coddled. Yeah. I needed to be shown a mirror. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, you're sad. You know why? Because some bad shit happened to you. That's That means you're normal. It would be a problem if you weren't sad. Yeah. And he was like, you know, the person's not around anymore. No one's going to hurt you. You, 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 you're, you're a man. You're capable of uh, defending yourself now. You're, you're going to be okay. You know, I got a bunch of people who are not going to be okay, and you're not one of them. And it just kind of, whatever that is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And it, it worked. It worked. It worked. He was like, you know, this way you know that you're not going to ever have to deal with that again. It was wrong. They knew that they were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any other highlight stories you want to share? Oh, man. Where do I begin? I know, you know? Right? 
just I remember one girlfriend I was I was staying with her and her mother and her sister it was her her mother and her sister and at one point I had had sex with all three of them and the sister knew about the mother and her the, the sister knew everything but no one else did I remember I remember the way I I got the mom I was coming home and I and I could hear the house phone ringing. So I was trying to hurry up and get the door unlocked so I can answer the phone. I was coming. So like I could hear the phone from when I was walking up the stairs. Uh-huh. So I'm now racing up the stairs to unlock the door to get to the phone. The mom had ran out of the tub to get the phone. Oh my so she has like just suds. She didn't even like dry off. It was just so I didn't see anything. But I saw her oh and she was just full of suds. And I shut the door, you know, I shut the door back. She ran in the room. Neither one of us answered the phone. The phone call never got answered. Oh my God. <laughs> uh-huh. And I go back in and, you know, we talk about it. I tell her that, you know, it was, she looks great. She enjoys it. We talk a little bit more. We have sex. After we're done, I come out of the room. The daughter comes home and she sees my shoes in the mom's bedroom. Oh my gosh. My shoes are still in there. She was like, Why are your shoes in my mom's bedroom? And I went and grabbed the shoes. And later on, I would sit on the couch and the sisters at the table. And she would just flash me her vagina all the time. And, you know, eventually that happened too. Oh, my gosh. So it was great. And how old are you at this time? So at this time, I'm 19. Okay. The mom was different. The mom was like, you know, hey, uh, don't. She, she kept saying, I have a small vagina. I just kept remember her saying, it, but, like, I have a small vagina. So don't be going so rough with me. Okay. And I was just going, okay. You know, and it, it drove me crazy. Like she was serious, but it drove me crazy. Yeah. And it was just like, wait, 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 wait. I, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. And like, no, I, I, we can't do that position because it goes too deep. Yeah. And it drove me nuts. <laughs> it, it turned me on more than she, and she's trying to deter me. Yeah. But all it's doing is just, it's like a chew toy for oh, the dog. Yeah. That sound, the dog likes to squeak because <laughs> it sounds like it's killing it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then the sister, she was like, no, nah, she was, she was, she was with it. She was with all of it. She was with all of it. Yeah. So it was, it was the best. It was the best. I was exhausted. Oh my God. Could we hear a water sports story? So I just remember, you know, loading up, and uh, that was the best part is just prepping. Just drinking. Do you drink water or something specific? Yeah, just water, pineapple juice and water, okay. pineapple juice and water, loading up, pissing like a racehorse, just loading up. And I get over to the lady's house, and she was like, the pillows, I thought, I thought it was just the strangest thing, but like, I don't want it on me. Uh-huh. I don't want me on me. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird, I think. I don't know why that's such a weird 
non-starter for me. Some people are into it. Some people are not. I'm okay with you. Yours on me. I just don't want me on me. And she didn't want to do it in the bathroom. She wanted to do it in her bed. But she was like, my pillows aren't waterproof. So it can't be on my pillows. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I was like, we could just go out on a balcony and just, or we can go in your bathroom. She's like, no, like this. But like, it was like that. It was like a thing like that. Like, you know, but yeah, just, and then I just remember this one woman when she was doing it, she was in the tub. I was outside the tub. And, but she was holding me. And I just go, you gotta, you can't hold me. So she she didn't want me to pee on her face. And I was like, fine, I won't. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But she insisted on holding me. And I was like, you're holding me so tight that it won't come out. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, and then soon as she, but then, so she's looking. And as soon as she, then it goes, then it does in fact go on her face. Because she's like this at first, but she's got like a death grip on it. And she's like, go, go. And I was like, no, I can't. You can't hold me so tight. Then she looked and, you know, so that was real. It was ruined. I like it to be more organic. I like to be in the shower together. When it gets, when it becomes a production, the sexiness comes out of it. But like, if we're just showering together and I just piss on your leg, Fuck it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You know, that's fine. That's natural. That's it. You know, when you got to put stuff out and you got to prep it, it's not even sexy. Anymore. I'm the same way. Like if I have to mop afterward, I'm sort of like, ah, could we just bathtub? <laughs> like I'm so, I'm very practical at the end of the day. And that's, ideally i would have the confluence of practicality and hotness but yeah yeah like if if you're in the shower and i just come in and use the restroom to relieve myself you know she would just go she would just she would say just 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 do it in here and then she'll get down and she'll she'll let it run over her mouth or in her face or i i prefer i don't want to just do it to you i want you to do it to yourself yeah Ooh. you understand what i mean like initiate or specifically yeah. guide it. Let's guide it wherever you want it to yeah. go. Yeah. I've prepped. It's clear. Like I make sure. And that's another thing. I think prep is the best. Hey, Lee, I'm going to come over. I'm prepping now. So. See, if I yeah. know someone's prepped, then I'm like, yeah, you can aim for my mouth. But I would rather because I'm still nervous about water sports. So, for example, I'm with a dom and I'm like, may I go use the restroom? And he's like would you rather I go with you? You know, like, do you want to basically like, do you want to, what if you aim on me? And I, I sort of want the order. I want the option to say no, but like for water sports, I really want to feel like I'm being forced. But at that point I would be, I would be really like my submissive self would be happiest if he was, or he or she were then like, tell me where you want me to aim, you know, like, like in order form or something. So then I can still have agency around it. I don't know. See, and I prefer that you you guide it where you want it to go. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't particularly uh, go for 
doing it on you where where I want it. Yeah. Even near your foot is good enough yeah. for me, you know. But if you Being ordered me, if you ordered me to guide it, I would be super into that type of thing. You know what I mean? That's so what it's I'm like saying. empowered yes. orders. I love that. And so what I would my my role play is I would go, you know, Lee, don't waste it. Don't waste it. I love that. I've done all this prep. Don't waste it. Use all of it. And so that's my dog. That's genius yeah that's the way i would dumb a little bit when you've dumbed people is it ever official like do you are you into callers at all or is it sort of just like moment by moment like how formal are you i suppose i'm asking no no i, I think i think once we just understand that, that that's what's going to happen then okay you have your you have your safe word so then i'll just I'll just go until I hear your yellow or red. Yeah. But yeah, I dom in that way. And mine is mine isn't more mine isn't banter. Mine is uh action and consequence. Love. Yeah. Mine isn't con- mine isn't conversational so much. I think that's disingenuous. Mm. Mine is action and consequence. You can say no, but there's a consequence for you saying no. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And I and I just keep thinking about the examples you gave earlier about the kind of like teaching, like, oh, she's not getting it. She's going to have to sit in the corner and watch. Like, I think that's such a yeah. hot, gentle, clear, yeah. ugh, dommy way to do right. it. I love that. I love that. Right. I'm, I'm even to the point of, you know, bruising. Yeah. And, I love and all of that. You know, it doesn't bother me uh, at all. And 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 my subs, when I when I do dom someone, it's uh, restraint. It's you know, you know, like I can because of my hands, I can hold both of your wrists in one hand, and so I have the hand free. Amazing. You know, so and like I said, mine isn't more conversational. Mine is is command and consequence. Yeah. Because you can say no, and I always say that hey you you, if you if you want you know do you want me to stop then tell me no and so that's what that's how my dominance is i love that what are your hopes for your sexual self going forward in life (laughs) that i can continue to stay getting hard i don't want to ever (laughs) i don't want to ever have to take a medication I think uh, I would love to have a uh, a sister wife type situation yeah. where we're all open. Yeah, that hasn't that has yet to happen, but I would love that. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the restraint. I would love to learn how to tie correctly. Yeah, uh, I've seen some examples of knots and certain restraints, and I would love to learn how to tie correctly. I yeah. think that would be. Uh, something really, really interesting. If I can get the right rope, you know, because there's, there's, I guess there's rope that yeah, is agreeable. Certain kinds that like won't burn you or won't, it's like better for right. holding knots and yeah. Yeah. I remember one woman handcuffed my cock to her hand. So like, because like my cock can fit inside the handcuff. Oh my So gosh. then it was, so it was one cock. On me and one cock on her hand. How did that feel? That seems scary to me. And then so then 
when she took it off her hand, she left mine on me. So I was, you know, sound like a bag of change. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was really cool. So like, it was just, you know, I had a pair of handcuffs on my cock, oh my which I thought was fucking. That's super hot. Is it cold? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I'd love to fist a woman one time, mm. but I had, you know, obviously I need, I need to find the right woman. And cause I don't know, like, I don't know how to get it. Yeah. Well, okay. So I like just I, got fisted recently for the first time and it was like, this or it was, this. This, it was, it ended up being this in the end and he got his knuckles in and like had the whole thing, but it was like, he, he did one finger at a time and just spent so much time warming me up. Right. So, it's a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long time. And it's just, I know, I know the motion, but you know, I got to just find a woman that can, yeah. can take. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know there are probably lots of things that we haven't covered, but is there anything that needs to be said before I ask you the wrap up questions? You know, I'm I'm a I'm a very fluid person who has had uh, a lot more good experiences than bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I was taught by some very patient lovers and partners, yeah. and and and, I, and I think that's the one thing that I enjoyed learning. Like 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 a woman can still teach me something. Like, like that's, that's, I think one of the, my favorite things is that a woman can still, I can still be taught. And I love that. I'm, that that's still the case. Like, I, I don't ever want to get to the point where I feel like I know everything, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone should, if we're talking shoulds, get to that point. Because right. I think that's when we right. shut ourselves off from it's, connection, experience, learning, fireworks, like the magical experiences, I think, happen when we let ourselves not know what's happening, not what we couldn't. I don't know. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to cuck a couple. Ooh. Yeah. Be, I think that would be really cool to cuck someone, a, a couple. Yeah. Oh. I'd love to do that. And now if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sexual advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? I know exactly what age. Uh, 14. I'm in ninth grade. And I went through the most severe drought of sexual contact that had ever happened. And I would just tell my 14-year-old pimply-faced, awkward self, hey, don't worry. In a, in a little bit, you'll be swimming in pussy. <laughs> this, is, this happens to everyone. Don't get down on it. These girls, these girls do want to fuck. They just don't want to fuck you yet. Because you look at yourself. Look at yourself. If you take a little more care at yourself, maybe clean your pillowcase so your face isn't yeah. framed. <laughs> maybe shower every day. You know? Yeah, boys are disgusting, you know? This is why they don't want you. <laughs> Beautiful words of inspiration. I know. If, if only I feel I I do feel like I wish there were some primer course for teenagers, like just like an actual like a real sex. Ed. I know I've heard some stories that people are getting better and better things, but like all everything you just said, like I wish someone had just like trained me younger. 
Yeah, when you when you when your body's all over the place and your your skin and your complexion looks like fucking garbage and you just like no one likes me, no one lo- no no they do. Yeah. You just maybe need to take care of yourself a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Because I was going through a growth spurt and I was looking weird. My feet are all big and stink. Yeah, like first of all, maybe clean your feet. You know, because so if you're gonna get undressed in front of a girl and shoes smell like garbage, no one wants that. It's a mood killer. <laughs> it is a mood killer. Yes. Do you have a sex question you want to ask me? Of course. I mean, obviously, with race play. Would you be up for race play? Yeah, I would have to have someone clearly state their boundaries, but I would Correct. be totally into it. I I think I would feel really uncomfortable if someone wanted me to be in the dominant position because I'm a submissive anyway, but to like right. be the initiator of racial slurs, I would have a really hard time with that. Like if, if that right. if they wanted to receive that right. from me, that might be a boundary for me. But also, I haven't been given that opportunity, and I can also imagine a world in which I get to know someone well enough and know that there's enough mutual trust and care and to know that if it goes wrong, that they will have a conversation with me and, you know, all of right. that stuff. Like, if, if all of the trust and safety is in place, I'm so down to explore. Like, I think, I thought right. what you said to me was hot, if it's okay to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Dino, thank you so much for coming on the show. No problem.